and welcome back to BoJack Horsepod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about season four, episode 12 of BoJack Horseman. What time is it right now? I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing really well. Can you believe that it is the end of season four already? No, I can't. Yeah, that's wild. Like, how are we on our 48th episode of this podcast? Right? Oh, my God. And we're 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 through four of the seasons. Like we're gonna be done before you know it. I can't believe it. Yeah, no, this is wild. And like it seems like so recently that I was like, season four is my favorite season, and we're finally here and it's already done. In a blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. We've had some good times and lots of sad times. Yeah, it turns out the longer this podcast goes, the more depression we might suffer. But yeah. you know what? It's worth it in the end. It is, truly. Because at the end of the day, podcasts are just about stories, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. And life is short. And what are we doing with it? Yeah, there's so little time. <laughs> the story's about time, and it's about time the story was told. <laughs> so, okay, this episode is going to drop on December 14th, correct? Uh, yep. Okay, there are eight holidays listed for December 14th. It is Monkey Day. Monkey Day. It what is happens on Monkey Day. It says we shouldn't forget that we share a common ancestor with chimpanzees, oh. which I think is weird because chimpanzees aren't monkeys, right? They are apes, right? Yeah, I think. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. Chimpanzee is a species of great ape native to the forest and savanna of tropical Africa. Yeah. So the website is a little flawed in their like anthropological knowledge. <laughs> That's Isn't there something about like it's not a an ape like doesn't have one of the like prehensile tails or something? You we're out of my depth <laughs> at this point. We'll have to trust you as the scientist. Yeah, here we go. The easiest way to distinguish an ape from a monkey is the presence or absence of a tail. Huh. Yeah. No apes okay. have tails. It's also Hallison days, which what? I think is like you're supposed to remember the bygone era of your youth. What? They tech the story goes back to ancient Greece. You're supposed to, there are days where that define nostalgia and warmth. No. How do you spell that word? H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. I may have pronounced it wrong. This was the name of the goddess who threw herself into the sea after her mortal husband drowned. Oh, my God. On witnessing this, the gods transformed them into birds. And each year, their father, the god of winds, would keep the winds calm a week before and after the solstice so the birds can lay eggs peacefully. Yeah. So it's a time of peace before the solstice. During the winter when storms do not occur. I think storms can occur at that time, but okay. A period of calm, usually in the past and often nostalgic. Wow. This is such an educational podcast. It's also December 14th is also Martyred Intellectuals Day to amplify and share the stories of Bangladesh's martyred intellectuals. Oh, that's sad. Um, I thought it was just yeah. going to be like No, it's about... sad. It's not just about like you in grad school. Exactly. Like persecuted grad students. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's also National Alabama Day. Okay. Shout out to our Alabama listeners. We probably don't have any. I think we found we were not very popular in the South. I mean, there's got to be like a couple people there who's got their head screwed on, right? Yeah. I'll look while you continue. It's also National Boulia Bays Day. Mm-hmm. It's I nat- assume you do not like or eat because it has fish in it. 
It, I got to tell you, I didn't really know what it was, but the picture doesn't look appetizing. So good to know it's got fish in it. So no, I do not eat that. But it's also National Energy Conservation Day organized by India's Bureau of Energy Efficiency. I think India really like takes advantage of having days named holidays. Yeah, they seem to have a lot. It's also National Free Shipping Day. I don't know if the websites actually follow that one. Okay, so I don't know if this is just in the last... 30 days, but we have no listeners in Alabama. <laughs> okay, good. Well, fuck Alabama then. I hope you have a horrible day. Yeah, let's see. All time Alabama. Oh, okay. We got 124 in the last year. <laughs> okay, well, except for them. I hope they yeah. have a good day. I mean, Unless they, they stop listening. Them, so. because maybe they moved. Yeah, that's true. All right. Anyone who's originally from Alabama, I guess. Yeah, you can maybe sit with us. We'll consider it, but. Yeah, 46 downloads in the last three months. So it could be one person who listened to all of it in the last three months or I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, if you're from Alabama and you don't hate us, please tweet us at Bojack Horsepod. Yeah. And if you're from California, you probably do like us. It turns out California really resonates with our message. <laughs> and the last holiday for December 14th is Roast Chestnuts Day. Oh, Yuletide or something. Very holiday specific. And what time is it right now? You might be wondering. Oh, later well, than the, usual. At the time of recording, it is Sunday, the 5th of December, 2021, at 7.08 p.m. on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. It is Monday, December 6th at 3.08 a.m. in London. It is 10.08 p.m. on Sunday, December 5th in New York City. And it is 11.08 a.m. on Monday, December 6th in Hong Kong. There you go. And uh, Philbert's coming soon. <laughs> yep, always coming soon. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> we did get a positive reception on Twitter to these new segments. Yes, do tell. It was really funny, actually, because I think when we originally introduced them, I said, we are getting tweets right now from Morgan and Jules. Like, it's happening. Confirming that they like this segment. Yeah, and we got a tweet from Jules that was like, I can't believe you guys. I was taking my phone out to tweet you and express my love of the segment, and you called me out by name. <laughs> and Morgan said, I do love the What Time Is It Right Now segment. Those were two back-to-back yeah, tweets that we received on the day of release. Oh, my God. And yeah, it was fun to see all of the Spotify stuff this week. Oh, my God. So on December 1st, like, I know you don't use Spotify. I mean, I do. Not a lot. I always... You, like, you have it, but like... It'll be like, mm, kill that fetus is your number one song of the year. Actually, you know what? So I looked at my Spotify rap just because you mentioned it, and that was not in there, first of all, which I was surprised about. There are a lot of Bo Burnham, though. I saw a tweet this week that said, if you have Bo Burnham in your Spotify rap, don't post that shit. Call a psychiatrist. Exactly. Yeah, totally. It was like, okay, let me see. Your top songs of the year. <laughs> number one is Juice by Lizzo. <laughs> then hey, gone- that's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, number one, and then Gone Till November by Wyclef Jean, <laughs> and then All Eyes on Me by Bo Burnham. I've decided that I am going to hack the system next year, and I'm going to decide now what my top song of 2022 will be, and I will ensure that it is my top song by listening to the song one to three times a day every single day that I remember Incredible. in 2022. And the song I've chosen is Freak by Bryce Isaiah. Love it. And then next December, when my Spotify Wrapped comes out, and that's my number one song, and I'm also the number one listener of Bryce Isaiah, <laughs> it's going to feel so good. Yes, it's going to be amazing. I like this so, goal setting. 
everyone keep that a secret. I want it to be a surprise when it happens, but I trust the horse girls. I trust yes. you not to say anything. But yeah, so I got my Spotify wrapped. I woke up on December 1st, very excited because I love Spotify wrap day because I live for that app dragging me for filth for the music I listen to every year. <laughs> and then I realized, oh my God, podcasts are on there mm-hmm. and our podcast is on there and we have listeners and we started getting tweets from people where we were in their top five podcasts of the year yeah oh it was so exciting and you messaged me and you were like we have arrived which indeed we have yes and it turns out there are 55 countries that have been listening to us on spotify Mm -hmm. we are in great company in people's top five podcasts yes i just it feels so good so thank you everyone who has us you know, even if we're not in your top five, just for listening, we appreciate you, but really made my day to see that we were in so many people's top fives. And we actually got a DM from Gabe that said, I just listened to my Spotify wrapped and you guys were my number one podcast this year. Not surprised at all because you guys are so funny and I'm always waiting for the new episodes each week. Keep it up. Uh, Also, we need another Chappelle episode. (laughs) I said, thanks, Uh Gabe. We want Chappelle back, but we might have some trouble getting him to watch any of the show again. Mm-hmm. He said very understandable. So yes. thanks for the thanks for the nice message, Gabe. And hopefully Chappelle now feels the pressure. Well, okay, so here was my idea. Mm-hmm. So I guess before we get into this episode, we could do a little bit of housekeeping as to like what's gonna go on for the remainder of 2021 on the yes. horse pod. Podcast admin. Some some podcast admin. So this episode is gonna be released on December 14th. Yes. On December 21st, we're recording a Christmas episode. And the week after that, we're going to do a season in review. Yes. Which honestly could end up being more of like a year in review of the podcast, TBH. Well, so here's what I'm thinking. So we do the Christmas one. Next week, it comes out on the 19th Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. 21st, whatever day it is. Doesn't matter. Yep. And then we do our year in review because it's our 50th episode. Perfect. I love it. It's iconic. And so for the Christmas episode, we are going to watch the Horse and Around special, which I've been informed is only like a five minute long thing. So (laughs) we are going to I feel like it's just going to be more of like a holiday episode of like tangents and stuff. Yeah. You know, so I've requested Brian Scally to come join us for some tangents. And he Mm -hmm. has said yes. Excellent. What I'm thinking is maybe we can get Chappelle to come too and we'll have a little four yes. four person podcast. It'll just be more about like tangents and fun and holiday cheer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice way to use Chappelle back in. Yeah, rather than Chappelle said he will not watch any episodes past what we've reached. Okay. Like he's not willing to do it again. He said, like, the last episode that came out, Love in the Cali Lifestyle, he said from that moment on is where the show started to destroy him. Oh. And he will not watch any more of it. And I understand. He's a seven. I get it. I love will him. Will he continue to listen to our podcast? He better. Chappelle, this is a challenge. <laughs> Please inform us. No, Chappelle has informed me that he loves our podcast and that he listens to it first thing in the morning when it comes out. So a Proud horse girl. He's a proud horse girl. He won't stop that. But yeah, so that I think might be fun. And then we'll end the year off talking about our year of horse pod. Mm-hmm. And then actually that makes me feel better about having not recorded like a season review yeah. for all the other ones. We could just be like, it's our year in review. Exactly. It's perfect. I love it. A little bit of homework for me to do, but that's okay. <laughs> Why? You do homework every Well, I mean, just like organizing my thoughts, you know, yeah. it's hard. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> life, life is hard. I, you know, I don't remember anything that happens on this show. That's fair. But yeah, and also just to anyone, we're it's currently the final night of Hanukkah as we record this. And I know that it's going to come out late to 
all who celebrate, but, you know, happy Hanukkah. Yeah. And if you have either holiday questions for our tangent episode, get those in and also our year in review. Send those in. You have lots of time. Yes. Tons of time. So much time. (laughs) You have time. You have like a week by the time this comes out. Yeah. Kind of. No. Well, not for the holiday one. True. Yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll post we'll post something on Twitter uh, about a holiday one and I'll post it like today to be like, you've got a week. Yes, right, exactly. Oh um, my god, where is the time going? Okay, yes. The year has is rapidly coming to a close. I went to my work holiday party this weekend. Oh yeah, how was that? It was good, but it was weird because like, so we had a private space rented, mm-hmm. and then everyone was vaccinated, mm-hmm. and then we were all just going table to table to sit together and have drinks, but we were supposed to wear a mask when we go table to table. Right, yeah. And it's like, where's the logic in this? But <laughs> yeah. then when we were getting ready to leave the venue, it looked like no one was wearing a mask in the whole freaking bar downstairs. Whoa. So now I'm afraid because yeah. I was very clearly in an unsafe space. The people that I was around were all vaccinated. And I mean, you have to be vaccinated to get in to the, the bar. But there was a lot of people in there and they were all close to each other and they were all yeah. breathing and they didn't—they mm-hmm. weren't wearing their masks and the bar wasn't enforcing it. So then I'm like, are they doing the vaccine stuff properly? You know? Yeah, so like now I'm a little bit concerned that I might get COVID and die. But you know what? I'm double vaccinated. Yes. So Lots I, of prayers I, for I feel Kristen. like my odds of survival if I did somehow contract a breakthrough case are pretty good. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. You never know. Yeah, thoughts and prayers, please. And then you just went on a a little bougie ski trip. I know. Oh, my God. So I hadn't skied in like 10 years, and it was a little dicey about whether I'd be back for this episode or whether last week was (laughs) going to be my final appearance because I plunged into a crevasse or something. (laughs) Not a Uh, crevasse. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I didn't. I survived. It was scary, but I lived, and I I got to do some bougie ski shit. I can't wait for your episode of the TV show I Survived, where you talk about this ski trip. <laughs> They're going to be like, wow, this was the most anticlimactic episode ever recorded. I would have been like, yeah, it's scary. Just stay in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah. That actually ended up being the best part, obviously. Also, I went for a massage, and that was the first time I'd had a massage since COVID. So that was exciting. Oh, my God. I have a massage booked in two weeks, and I'm so excited. I had hoped to get in sooner, but everything was all booked up. But I have a 90-minute massage booked. Whoa. Yeah, I only did 50. That's pretty good, but you deserve yeah, more. I think so. Because everything's all booked up because it's the end of the year, I had to book a massage with a man. Oh, man. I was saying I think I have had only like two massages in my life that were not with a man. I always I end just... up getting sent to a man. I get so scared of men. Yep. And you're in such a vulnerable position. But this, the place that I'm going to is like very reputable. So I think that they would know if any of the people working there were rapers. So I think I'll be okay. Yes. No, I, yeah, I thought the same thing during this particular massage. I was like, man, this is a very like vulnerable situation to be in and men are terrible. But They do be the worst. What kind of massage did you get? A Swedish massage. Now, how is that different from normal massage therapy? Well, let me tell you. Apparently, a Swedish massage is different in that it involves long strokes. <laughs> That's all I got. Now, this is a family podcast, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> was my giggle implying that it wasn't? <laughs> 
that the and you went obviously at like a pretty fancy place because of where yeah. you were exactly the yeah. only time i've ever had a massage at like a very fancy place is i was at the fairmont spa in banff alberta mm-hmm. very which fancy. is like very fancy it's the most expensive massage i've had in my life and will ever have in my life mm-hmm. and i got booked for a hot stone massage yes oh my god they're so expensive and it was the worst massage of my life mm-hmm. i don't get why because... they're so expensive it's just hot rocks well, and, like, that – the rocks themselves were great. But, like, you know how normally when you get a massage, they, like, do your back and then they do your, like, lower half and mm-hmm. they do it split it like that? This yep. woman split right side and left side of the body. That's nonsense. And it's it's impossible to cover that large of an area, you know? Like, it's a wide, like, breadth mm-hmm. of, of locations to massage. And so yeah. I was freezing cold the whole yeah. time. I was just shivering. Nonsense. Was, oh, my God. I was not relaxed. It did not feel good. Mm-hmm. She just had her rocks in a freaking crock pot. Like, why am I paying <laughs> so much for your crock pot rocks, you psycho? Like, yeah, no, that sounds terrible. It was deeply troubling. And yep. I don't think I will ever go for a hot stone massage again. I did like, though, when she stuck all the little hot stones between my toes. Oh, that sounds It felt nice. really nice and warm. But I was yeah, so cold. <laughs> I was so cold that I would have taken any sort of warmth. Oh, my God. Like, if she had just laid on top of me, I would have been like, oh, thank God. <laughs> warm <laughs> oh god okay well we're 20 should minutes we, in <laughs> yeah should we consider talking about this finale of bojack i guess so yeah stay tuned for our tangent episode next week yeah i we know that you don't get enough tangents during a normal episode so mm-hmm. we just thought we'd we'd give them to you now that's right uh, anyway so season four episode 12 what are your overall thoughts of this episode what time is it right now yeah so i assumed this episode was sadder than this it actually has a fairly uplifting-ish ending with the notable exception of diane and mr peanut butter but like bojack's story is actually pretty nice including princess carolyn like it all kind of is pleasant for a moment the last two episodes have been real heartbreakers so i think we we needed this yeah was it the end of last season i guess where it was like mr peanut butter with the strainers Yes, it was. And then and Bojack drives away. Yeah. So I guess they kind of like, yeah, they hit you really hard in the gut on the second to last episode. And then the last one is like, we get to breathe a tiny bit. I mean, I think that the season three finale was more depressing than the season four finale. Easily. Yes, I agree. This is the first time in a while because I feel like end of season two. Mm hmm. Well, so end of season one is when Bojack goes to New Mexico, right? End of, uh, yeah. No, at the end of season one, he begs Diane to love him. Oh, right. At the Comic-Con or like or approve whatever. of him or whatever. And end of season two is when he's coming back from New Mexico. Yes. And so, yeah, end of season two, Bojack comes back from New Mexico. End of season three, Bojack leaves Hollywood again. Mm-hmm. And then now season four, this is the first time in a while that a season is ending with Bojack not actually running away from anything. And smiling. It seemed so unnatural on his I know. Face. I know. Maybe the first episode in a long time, let alone a finale where he is smiling. I, it might be the first time he's ever smiled. Maybe. Oh, my God. It looked very unnatural and wrong. Yeah. But like I was happy about it. Yes, me too. Yeah. I like this episode. It's good. Yeah. It left me feeling not depressed for once. And, like, we have the world already to make us feel depressed. We don't need the show to do it, too. Exactly. We didn't need that. So, okay. So the episode starts with Princess Carolyn and Flip McVicker. I want to call him Vince, which I think is his name in 
a different show maybe no or no i don't know who i'm thinking of when i want to call him vince yeah it's fine whatever anyways <laughs> call him vince if you want no because i think that's what i i think that's what wayne's real name is no i don't know uh, i don't know marcus. anybody's name marcus <laughs> marcus and wayne those are the names i don't know what anyone's <laughs> name is so they are pitching the show filbert to a time is it right now.com mm-hmm. and but first you see princess carolyn and it looks like she could be she could be talking to anyone and she talks about how she has spent her life with stories and that when you spend a lot of time with stories you start thinking life is stories and there's so little time and what are we doing with it mm-hmm. yeah she's like it's really sad life is just life and life is so short and what are we doing with it and then we get that great line that you already alluded to of like yes this story is about time and it's about time this story was told and the men from what time is it right now.com are very into the way this is being pitched Yes, they love it. Flip is like, it's a man from a different time, and he finds himself in a new time. <laughs> a newt time? <laughs> they do seem intrigued by the idea of a newt time. I would like to know what a newt time is. Yeah. It's a time with a lot of newts. I guess. Yeah. And then, so while Flip is telling the like concept of the show, we're getting clips of Bojack alone at home having a hard time after, you know, the revelation of everything with his mom and he's like going yeah. through all of his mom's stuff packing it up that kind of stuff yeah so i guess like we kind of concluded the last episode being like do we need to you know condemn bojack for leaving his mother at this place and we're like does he leave her here and he does yes <laughs> he does there. yes he did leave her there and again i think the whole situation is just really complicated i mm-hmm. think it would have been much better and kinder to have left her at a nicer nursing home yeah, like it seems apparent that he cannot have her in his home, but he could like have put she... her at not the worst nursing home in the yeah. state. Facing with the worst room that they've got. Like he he could have done something better. Yes. But I don't know. It's just hard. It's so hard to like tease out all of the nuance in the situation with B and Bojack because mm-hmm. there's such a history of abuse and then yeah. there's the abuse that she suffered and then there's all of the different layers of that plus the fact that now she has dementia yeah like it's a lot there's a lot going on there it's i I was talking with someone recently about like a difficult task that with like vulnerable people that we do at my work and they were like when in doubt be kind and it's like yeah bojack could have just been kind and it would have been a lot better but yeah bojack's not a kind guy he's not this is not not advice he would take this is why we knew akiva didn't watch the show because he said bojack's his favorite character <laughs> exactly he said i watch the show and i said do you and he said right. yeah ask me any question and i said okay who's your favorite character and he said uh bojack <laughs> and i said you don't watch the show stop lying to me yeah, it's like when he asked me, he said, I can tell you any fact about It Takes Two. And I said, what's the dad's name? And he said, I don't know. <sighs> These people. Oh, my God. But yes, yeah, so basically this man is in a time he doesn't understand. They are alone. Mm-hmm. Bojack is alone. Yes. And it dawns on him. His partner is a ghost. Or is he? <laughs> or is he? Perhaps all this time he's been alone. Yeah. They're also really pumped about the fact that Bojack has signed on for this. Like Princess Carolyn's trying to kind of be like, oh, yeah, like I could get somebody else because she's realizing it's going to be a big problem that she forged a signature, but they're mm-hmm. into it. You know, they're like, Bojack is attached. And she's like, well, he's not like attached, attached. Like we could get a bigger star. And Flip is like, no, he's attached. He signed a contract. I've seen yeah. it. 
but they do not want to do it without BoJack. And I also really like what time is it right now.com has a philosophy. <laughs> and that is that there are big hand ideas and little hand ideas. This is a big hand idea. This podcast was a big hand idea. <laughs> new Twitter bio? It could be. It could be a new Twitter. What's our Twitter bio right now? I think I changed it again. I like to keep like spice it up, you know? Keep it fresh. Keep people guessing. Currently it's I guess we should probably talk about Bojack. <laughs> That's pretty good. We're really close to 200 followers. Woo. All right. It's exciting. Yeah. If anyone you know is not following us, yeah, hack their us. phone and follow us from it. Yeah. Make a new Twitter account so you can follow us twice. I don't know. I don't make yeah. the rules. Whatever you need to do. Whatever helps you sleep at night, you know? Yeah. We also get a scene, a, a little interstitial, where an iguana literally steals candy from a baby. <laughs> yes, I liked that. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Uh -huh. But they're right outside the office where Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are doing a virtual reality viewing of what could be their new home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really struggling with the VR of it all. Diane's like screaming everything she says and they think that they can like walk around this house, but they can't really. Listen, I had to put on a VR headset when I was at the museum in Vancouver recently. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I also found it very difficult. Yeah. It also makes you look like a huge dork. I went to a VR place <laughs> on a date once and I was like, oh, I bet I look pretty cool doing this activity. And then I took mine off and saw the man that I was there with doing his activity. And I was like, you look so stupid. Well, hopefully uh, that man never took off his goggles. <laughs> just stayed there forever. That man was Cam. Just kidding. <laughs> no, Cam's never been to one of those. I don't know if he would enjoy it as much. Not a big gamer, that guy. I don't think I would want to go do like a virtual reality game. Like reality, reality is hard enough. Why I do I need a fake one? Yeah. I fair. guess that's the concept. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, but they're like super struggling. And what I love is when they want to be fictional characters, mm -hmm. Diane wants to be Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. Who's basically like the mascot of our show. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> We've talked a weird amount about Anne of Green Gables. I will, I will go that far. She's come up a lot in various episodes. I don't think it's weird to talk about <laughs> this Canadian treasure. Yes. Anne Canadian treasure, Gables. Anne of Green Gables and her bosom buddy. Her bosom buddy and her hat and her braids. Mm -hmm. And Matthew. Yes. And what's I don't his remember face? Gilbert. What, and Gilbert. <laughs> I don't remember what the woman's name is. Matthew's sister. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either. Matthew and you know, Sarah. Oh, maybe. Sarah sounds right. But now I'm thinking about that book, Sarah Plain and Tall. Did they make you read that in <laughs> elementary school? Yes. <laughs> All right. Anne of Green Gables. The end uh, of Green Gables to Sarah Plain and Tall Pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Marilla. Marilla. Oh, maybe. Marilla Cuthbert was the sister of Matthew yeah, Cuthbert. That sounds about right. Who's yeah. Sarah? I don't know. Sarah Plain and Tall. <laughs> no, no, they're not in the same place. Sarah, <laughs> it's an alternate universe. Sarah Plain and Tall was, I think, in like the prairies. Really? Because I feel like it was like a frontier thing. Sarah Plain and Tall. 1986, really? That book felt like it was written in 18. I know. Eight. That's what I always assumed. Well, that's Case. fine. <laughs> we were talking about like plain children in 1980s. Yeah, but Sarah wasn't a child. 
She's really? the stepmom. She yeah, like she like no. She right. comes in Anna's to be like apprehensive. Right. Yeah, she comes in to be like a a governess for because the husband like lost his wife, and then right. the children don't like her, and then they fall in love with her, and then their dad falls in love with her. I God. remember way more of this book. Yeah, I remember I, nothing about this. I, I swear to God, I only read it once when I was in elementary school. All right, God. He writes an ad in a newspaper for a mail order bride. <laughs> All right, Sarah's from oh, Maine. Oh, it's a mail order bride. Yeah. Okay, so she was like his wife, but like was only to take care of the children. Yeah, I guess so. And then they fell in love. Spoiler alert for. Sarah played until I just what I can't believe is that this has a stage adaptation and it had film. an off-Broadway <laughs> run in 2002 mm-hmm. and it had a feature film that is older than me and possibly you <laughs> eh, probably not nothing is it, it aired it first aired on February 3rd 1991 yeah no it's not older than me but it, it stars Glenn Close and, and Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. <laughs> Wait, are we going to do a Sarah Planetall podcast? It kind of seems like it, right? This is generally <laughs> well received. An 80% CBS. approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It won an Emmy. What? For outstanding editing for a miniseries or a special. Oh my God. I think this is our Sarah Planetall <laughs> podcast. Well, no, because we have to watch them. Duh. Yeah, we got to talk about Glenn Close's performance. Uh, tour de force performance. Her tour. I mean, I thought Glenn Close was pretty. I wouldn't describe her as plain, and I is don't think I would describe her as tall. All right. How tall is Glenn Close? <laughs> All right. It always does this. I always put in feet, and it gives me it in centimeters. How many centimeters? 165. So I'm 170 ish. She's what? She is like five foot one. Well, this says if she's 165 centimeters and she's 5'4", but Well, that could way, be right. Not I'm not tall. really doing good math here, but not tall. <laughs> and like, tall. I don't think Glenn Close is like the hottest broad in town, but like she's not plain. She's not ugly. Yeah. No. All right. I'm looking at pictures from the film. I mean, I guess they made her rather plain. She has an unfortunate I mean, hairdo. Well, it was 1910 on the frontier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us if you read this also, Horse Yes, girls. please. <laughs> horse Girls, tell us if you've read this. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Maybe, like Anne of Green Gables. I think Maybe. people were happy last time we talked about Anne of Green Gables. Who remembers? People are happy with whatever we choose to talk about. It's our blessing and our curse. And our curse. It's our burden to carry. <laughs> it is our cross to bear. Yeah. Anyways, so Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane, they're going to build a new home, and it's a chance that they can really build something together, and it can be their house together because, you know, Diane moved into the house that he already had, and it was fine, but it was his house, and mm-hmm. he wants it to be our house. Yeah, and Diane's really like continuing to be like, it's going to be just like your old house. It's your new house and anything you want is fine with me. And she's like very much avoiding taking any like ownership over this house or offering any opinions, really. Yeah, she's refusing to provide any input, which is insane because even if I was literally planning like I'm going to break up with you tomorrow, Mm -hmm. I would want to say in your house, I'd be like, (laughs) we're going to make sure that you have the nice farmhouse sink in that kitchen. Mm -hmm. We're going to get the countertops I want, the tile I want. This yeah. house will be beautiful. Yeah. And he's just like, Diane's very much like, 
it's going to be our house. We're both going to be living in it. That makes it our house. And it's like, mm, you're still really saying like it's his house. I just can't imagine not wanting a say. Yeah, right. This man doesn't watch a lot of HGTV. <laughs> Definitely not. But they're excited because there's no more campaign, no more ex-wives. It's just Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane for the rest of their lives. Forever. The rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Lives, lives. <laughs> very ominous. Like, it's very strange the way they say that. Yeah, they say it with a lot of, like, weight. It's like, yeah, but just the uh, rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. But Bojack is watching some old horsing around to try and make himself feel better. Yeah, and it's a lot of, like... You know, Sarah Lynn saying Bojack's supposed to be looking out for her. And then there's like OJ Simpson stuff happening. Yeah. So then Sarah Lynn is like, well, what if we did a DNA test to find my real mom? Mm-hmm. And then Barry Sheck, yeah, who is voiced by Rob Morrow, mm-hmm. is like explaining why DNA like isn't that useful, like through the lens of OJ being like... Yeah. Well, you know, it's think of it this way. Like there was OJ DNA at the scene of the crime, but yeah, was, was it his? DNA. <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't know. Like it could mm-hmm. be his son, it could be his his father, it could be another Simpson. And just for anyone wondering, Barry Sheck was on the def- a lawyer who was on the defense team in the OJ Simpson trial. Mm-hmm. Also closely mirroring the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode of The Simpsons where they talk about Simpson DNA. So, but I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> love that i have seen that episode of the simpsons oh great episode but i don't remember i know who shot him but i don't remember the path that it took to get there (laughs) rob morrow voices him and i do i know he was like that same guy on hey he was in numbers oj simpson (laughs) yeah he was in an american crime story Mm -hmm. in the oj simpson one not the other american crime story yes exactly what the hell is Atlas Shrugged Who is John Galt? Oh, no. I never read Atlas Shrugged. I started reading it, and I didn't like it. Yeah, we're not an Anne Rand podcast. We are not an Anne Rand podcast. I also <laughs> read... I did read The Fountainhead in completion. Oh, and my God. It, it was a horrible why? book. I don't so remember long. why. I really don't know. But it was horrible, and the main character was a rapist. So Yeah, yeah not good. It was really bad. I like Anne Rand really not meant for any time. Like she wasn't before or after her time. She was just lost in time. Actually, wait, this is a really funny story because it just shows what kind of dumbass I am. (laughs) So this is I was like applying for scholarships to go to university. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like a Fountainhead essay contest. So that's why I read the Fountainhead. And then my dumbass wrote a whole essay about how all of it was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh naturally i did not win the scholarship from the ann rand foundation that's weird i think they would appreciate a scathing critique and you know and then later i learned more about (laughs) it's so stupid why did i do that (laughs) you learn more about what i wrote like ten thousand pages on the fountainhead of why it was bad (laughs) i was like i hope i win a scholarship I'm sure they'll appreciate my honesty. <laughs> I just thought, you know what? I'm a young intellectual and they'll That's appreciate right. my point of view. <laughs> they didn't. That's what academia is all about, you know? I'm surprised I haven't been like murdered by the Rand Foundation. <laughs> okay, anyways, 
Rob Morrow. Story. <laughs> I don't know him, but he's in stuff. Yeah, my little socialist ass writing <laughs> an essay for the Anne Rand Foundation. Oh my god. Can you imagine if you had come on here and you'd been, you'd been like, I won a scholarship from the Anne Rand Foundation. Oh my god. If I had uh, I mean, if I had won an a ten thousand dollar scholarship in twenty ten by fleecing the Anne Rand Foundation. True. That's a good point. I believe that the horse girls would have no choice but to stand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's been when you're right, you're 42 right. minutes. We barely talked about this at all. What are we doing here again? <laughs> so, okay. So, Todd is still living at Princess Carolyn's house. I think they live there together right now. But a Stuart brings Princess Carolyn home. She's had a long day of drinking. Yeah, she's really struggling because she's going to have to tell Bojack about how she forged a signature. Yes. When it gets out, it's going to ruin everything, she says. But first, Stuart's like, I knew she shouldn't drive herself home. And I was right, because she crashed a bunch of times. <laughs> he didn't yeah. say anything. This guy's so dumb. He's so bad. <laughs> oh, He's the worst assistant Judah. ever. Where is Judah? Yeah, Judah would never have let this happen. Judah would never have let this happen. Yeah, they would have called her some sort of car service, or he would have driven her himself. Oh, I miss him. Bless competent men. God bless competent men. There's so few of them, you know? Yeah. So Todd actually takes Princess Carol into the woods. To give her a pep talk, he straps her down to a dental chair. Yeah, he gives her the you've got to get your shit together speech. Yeah. He he says, you're Princess Carolyn. You can do anything. The woods are dark and scary, but the only way out is through. Yeah. And she's like, why am I strapped to a chair? And he was like, yeah, I couldn't remember if that was part of it. (laughs) Oh, Todd. And she has a moment of clarity where she says, I got to talk to Bojack. I am Princess Carolyn. I can do anything. Yeah. Very effective pep talk. Hey, you know what? It worked. I would never want to be strapped to a dental chair, but if it works for Princess Carolyn, then who am I to turn my nose at it? Great point. But then they get attacked by the clowns who have rabies. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever thought that the clowns were not coming back, they're back. Well, the thing is, is that they will be dead soon also because rabies is like extremely deadly. Do you notice that Todd's wearing a sash that says head of pep while he's giving the pep talk? I, I love loved that. it so much. Yeah. I wish that it had just said like head of pep and use a pretty font. That would have yeah. been the only thing <laughs> that I would have done to pep it up, to punch it up. Yeah, I like it. You said pep it up. <laughs> yeah, I had a little trouble with my words there. It wasn't what I meant to say, but it's fine. I liked fine. it though. <laughs> yeah, pretend it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. So Todd meets with Yolanda back at the diner from the Better Business Bureau and lets her know about all the clowns having rabies and how this is her fault and how if she doesn't help her him come to a solution, he's going to th- go to the Better Bureau's Bureau. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes he's like they're gonna find out that this is your fault that they were in the woods in the first place and it would damage the better business bureau's reputation so you should worry about it and he's like who could have guessed that my clown dentist business venture could turn into something so terrifying yeah because it was already so scary yeah it was already uh what did we call it like freudian nightmare or something yes yeah I like how I said we call it that. Yes, that was our line. Yes, it definitely wasn't from the show. (laughs) You came up with it. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, and so she's like, oh, you're right. We do have to do something. So interesting because I actually really don't think it's her fault first of all because nobody (laughs) said that they had to be released into the woods. Yeah, nobody told Todd to do that. But she's like Um, immediately on board. She's like, yep, I guess that's my only option. Time for some shenanigans. This is highly frivolous. Highly frivolous. Meanwhile, Diane and Peanut Butter, they pull up to their new house. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, here we are. 
the rest of our lives. Yeah. And then they decide instead they're going to go on a quick vacation to Hawaii because the bridge is right there. And Mr. Peanut Butter is like, when's the last time we did something impulsive? And Diane's like, well, we did just run for governor. I mean, I don't think they've ever done anything that wasn't impulsive, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Go off, Mr. Peanut Butter. We also get Princess Carolyn meets up with Bojack at a bar and is trying to tell him about the show. She says it may or may not involve ghosts or newts. He's like, yeah. well, does it? It may. It may. <laughs> it's like how potato juice can help your health. It, it may. may do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Bojack goes on a rant about when he finds out the show is a mystery, where mysteries are so annoying because nobody can figure it out. And then all of a sudden, a random detail comes in that magically makes everything make sense. Where's my random detail that makes everything make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love Princess Carolyn brings up that other actors are in- in interested. Mm-hmm. And when she says Matthew Perry, it gives him a flashback to a time with Hollyhock looking for photos that she could send to her mom mm-hmm. because she doesn't want it to feel like the end of Chandler's list. Yeah. He's like, you mean Schindler's list? And she says, no, it's Chandler from Friends is on SNL. And at the st- and it's during World War II. And at the start, it's like, could I have a bigger list? And at the end, it's like, could I have a- had a bigger list? It's like, sounds... can I be any more feeling like I could have done more? Ugh, it sounds... That's not a real thing, though, right? I can't imagine. <laughs> like, that doesn't... It doesn't sound doesn't like, sound a, like a good thing, thing that they would do. <laughs> yeah, I think no. that it would have been funnier if they had been able to make something called Chandler's List and it wasn't referred to as, like, a, a World War II thing, you know? Yeah. Like, it yeah. could have been like, oh, yeah, that episode of Friends where Chandler, like, makes a list. yeah i don't know how they get away with that yeah it is not real thankfully okay good (laughs) but allegedly seinfeld did a schindler's list parody of the end scene that the fake yeah yeah right there's also the episode um, where jerry and his girlfriend are making out at schindler's list and her parents do not approve i just can't imagine wanting to make out of that movie yeah that was the plot like (laughs) like what's wrong with you yeah Anyways, look at me discovering comedy from the <laughs> 90s. Super relevant 80s, in recent comedy. Whatever. It's fine. But this moment reminds him and he goes back to the house and he sees in the boxes of his of B's belongings mm-hmm. the package that they had sent and it had been redirected several times, but the original address says that it was to Henrietta care of B Horseman. Mm-hmm. Doesn't live <gasps> here anymore. And so now he knows. Yeah. He knows he got his moment. Yeah. Everything makes sense. So he had his moment. He figured it out. Meanwhile, with the rabies clowns, Todd and Yolanda tried to capture them with a series of Rube Goldberg devices, much like when they got Princess Carolyn the meeting with Lenny Turtletop. True. Yeah. They get saved at the last second by like the one clown that didn't have rabies who then gets attacked and tells them to run. Yeah. It really made me laugh when they're like baiting them with magazines. It's like, yes, take the magazine. What a fine addition to your waiting room. As if these clowns like think they're still dentists. Yeah. <laughs> it This was highly frivolous. It was. <laughs> but after they get out, what's her name again? Yolanda. Yolanda. Yolanda goes, wow, that's the most I've r- I run. Like I'm always saying I should run more, but like that's the best run I've like ever had. Mm-hmm. And Todd mm-hmm. gets an idea. A classic Todd idea. Yes. 
which like I guess basically just to finish it off uh, Todd (laughs) Todd turns the clowns into a exercise regime because you will really have to run if you don't want to get rabies and the business gets stamped better by Yolanda at the Better Business Bureau yeah they have rabies they will bite you and they have very healthy teeth it's a better business yeah I like and that she just has a stamp that just says better. Better. <laughs> I have at my new job, I have like a whole drawer full of stamps, but none of oh. them say better. Maybe we should get you one. No, I don't want any more stamps. <laughs> I have too many stamps. I have a stamp. Like, you need a stamp that says emailed? Got it. You need a stamp that says faxed? Got it. You need a stamp that says archived? Got it. Need a stamp for the date? Got it. Need a stamp so that you can sign an affidavit? Got it. You can imagine a scenario where I would require any of these stamps, but I guess you're using a lot more paper than many jobs at this point. No, I don't. No, we're paperless now. Why do you have so many stamps? The thing is, (laughs) having worked in a few locations that call themselves paperless, is it takes a lot of paper to run a paperless office, first of all. (laughs) But mostly they're just from a bygone era. The only one that really gets used is the one to sign an affidavit. I see. So There you go. I should become a notary public so I can get a stamp to like be the other person on the affidavits you have all this valuable stamping experience and verifying things to be real yeah anyways at the end yolanda asks todd out yeah and todd says well i'm asexual and she's like yeah i know so am i so is that hang- like an axolotl thing are they an asexual creature oh i don't think so they become sexually matured 18 months they will not lay eggs without a male present after the courtship dance, the female axolotl takes up the sperm capsule and oh. eggs are laid individually. Well, that's disgusting. I was really hoping. <laughs> oh, but they also, but starfish can be asexual. So they really should have made her a starfish. <laughs> Maybe she's showing the wide spectrum of possibilities. Well, yeah. I just think like to have a level of like animal humor would be good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, well, axolotls are adorable. I'll accept it but I'd like to go back to before I had ever read the word sperm capsule. (laughs) It's just kind of funny to think about those cute little animals doing like a dance. Well, I saw Scally sent me a TikTok the other day of these freaking weird worms like with their that had like dual prong penises and they were like they like fight each other to like see if they like, oh, like I'll impregnate you before you impregnate me. (laughs) And I was like, what is wrong with you? Oh, and now Lord. I'm gonna get a message from Scally being like, I get brought up for the weirdest shit on podcast. <laughs> That's fine. We'll have already talked to him by the time this comes out. Oh good. That's a good point. He might turn us down. <laughs> oh God. But anyways, back to the road trip to Hawaii. It yes. turns out that there's a lot of traffic on that bridge. Yes. Who could have imagined that a lot of people would want to drive to Hawaii? Well, who would have imagined that from California, there'd be bumper to bumper traffic? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not working. They are kind of arguing in the car. Mr. Peanut Butter is like, you know, going with the start and stop traffic. And Diane's like, why? Can't you just leave a little room? Then he does in a car, pulls in front of them. Mm-hmm. Very uncomfortable arguing here. Yeah. So they they pull over to get gas mm-hmm. on the halfway to Hawaii checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And they decide to just stay there instead. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter gets her a flattened penny. I thought that was cute. Which was pretty <laughs> cute. Have you ever had a flattened penny? Yeah, I have, but I can't remember from where. Maybe PEI? I had one from the Vancouver Aquarium. Oh, fun. You can that- definitely still get those, but like, I don't have a penny. Nobody has pennies anymore. 
I think I have a couple of American pennies kicking around from like trips to the States. Yeah. There you go. I yeah, should I just throw them in the trash, like the <laughs> value that they have. But yeah, I didn't cherish my flattened penny always like Diane promises to. I have a feeling she's also not going to cherish it always. <laughs> That's probably right. Just a, a small feeling. But you know what? They get their deli sandwiches. They're watching the sunset. And they're having like a cute moment where mm-hmm. Mr. Peanut Butter brings up the ballroom again. Yeah. So they did the ballroom like for her. What birthday was that? 30th birthday? I believe it was some kind of birthday. I don't know if it was 30th. 30th I feel like maybe. She's, yeah. I think she was older than that. Yeah, I think it was the 35th. Anyway, she's like, yeah, no, it was actually a bell room, which is like the library that Bell had in Beauty and the Beast. And it was fake, and mm-hmm. it was something that was hers, and it was really special to her. She just wanted a room with all of the books and the ladders, and I don't think there's one nerd alive who hasn't wanted a room, with, at the very least, with like the so many shelves that you need a ladder. Yeah, the ladders are really key. <laughs> like, that's the key, is the books and then the ladder. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, exactly. if I could build my dream home, I would have at least one shelf somewhere that required a ladder. Yes. <laughs> if you were weighing in on the house. <laughs> and I would. And Mr. Peanut Butter. As I said, I would weigh in on any house. Even if I wasn't mm-hmm. going to live there, I'd be like, okay, but what about all these built-ins? Yes, exactly. How about that? So two fish pop out of the water because they recognize Mr. Peanut Butter because of his work for the seahorse milk. Yeah. <laughs> they Trust want a me, a childless dog. Yes. <laughs> that feels like an eternity ago. It really does. It really does. But Diane's like, you go hang out with your new friends. Don't stay out too late. And he kind of does stay out late. And Diane falls asleep. Yeah. She like tries to set up a nice romantic evening, lights a lot of candles, puts on lingerie, whatever. And then she falls asleep. Well, it seems like he stayed out a long time. Yeah, it does. We also go back to the Bojack side of things where he has shown up in Wichita to see Hollyhock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though her parents previously said... Stay the hell away from my daughter. Yeah. No one told you to come here. Yeah. I like he tries to appeal to the one dad by being like, you're the one who likes foreign movies. I need you to be like the moment in Emily. (laughs) Just very specific. Yeah. He goes, I do not like foreign movies. I like foreign films. Yeah, that's good. But Bojack fills them in on all the details. And they do like there's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, well, where's her mother? And they're like, well, that's heteronormative and it's like well what if i'm not her father and all of them are like you're not her father like oh my god stop it i'm trying to tell you a story like they're trying to talk about how you know being a father isn't just like being biological Mm -hmm. i like that when bojack goes medically where is the woman i had sex with that made her be born (laughs) yes very specific and he's like i realize that my father is her father Mm -hmm. I went to every hospital and talked to anyone. I wouldn't rest until I stopped. And then I realized she wasn't born in Hollywood. She was born in San Francisco. So I like looked and I found her mother, found her on Facebook. And I know what you're thinking. Bojack Horseman has a Facebook account. Well, of course I didn't because the internet is for nerds. The internet is for nerds and we're glad to be here. We're glad to have any nerd that's listening to this podcast right now. Yes, welcome. She's in Minneapolis. She's a nurse and her phone number was on her Facebook. I will stay out of Hollyhock's life forever, but you have to tell her. You can mm-hmm. tell her you found it. Like, it's fine. I love and this. Like, he actually went to so much trouble. Like, he finally was like, okay, he waited I'm in line. He waited in line and he, like, did all this stuff to actually help her. And I love it. I think that's really lovely because he was, like, so half assing it before. Yeah. It, well, if he had whole assed it, he would have figured this out much sooner. Yes, exactly. And they say, okay, Bojack, we will tell her, but you need to leave. Yes. 
So he oh, goes he home <laughs> and Princess Carolyn comes to his house. Mm-hmm. And she owns that. She promised that Bojack would do this show. Yes. And he's and, just like, I'll do it. If it's important to you, then I'll do it. Yeah. He says, you've done enough for me. And Princess Carolyn is so grateful. She says, it's just really hard to need people. Bojack gets her water and is like, oh, water? What, are you pregnant or something? And she's mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah. Like, they haven't talked in a long time. So um, he, she didn't know really about Hollyhock. And then he's like, oh, maybe you should consider adoption. Yeah. He says, do you ever think of adopting? And she's like, more and more. And he says, you should. You'd be a good mom. The world needs more good moms. The world does need more good moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like this from Bojack. This is like a good little run here. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice little moment. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'll see you on set. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's cute. Surprisingly mature. I think that like this whole thing has been a little bit of a realization for him. I don't think that yeah. we can expect Bojack to suddenly be like a mature evolved human. But I think that <laughs> yeah. for a little bit, he's going to be a little more careful. Or mm-hmm. a little more appreciative of the people he does have in his life. He misses yeah. Hollyhock. He does, yeah. And I think it's it's growth. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is growth. I like to see it. Yeah. Diana and Mr. Peanut Butter get to their new house. And while they were on vacation, he actually had the bell room created for her. Yeah, and she does not like this. Yeah, she's like, well, why did you do this? Like, it's too mm-hmm. much. I, You mm-hmm. know I don't like big gestures. Yeah, and he's like, oh, my God, well, like, excuse me for trying to do something nice for you. And then he's like, Diane's like, this was, like, my thing, and then you had to wreck it. Well, and then, like, he made it. It's It's got 5,000 fake books. Like, they're not <laughs> even real books. Like, he totally doesn't understand yeah, the point. Yeah, doesn't get the point. At yeah. all. And it's, it's another one of those things where, like, on the surface, I think it's designed to be like, well, look, Diane is being ungrateful and Mr. Peanut Butter is trying to do something nice for her. But mm-hmm. the way he acts when they have big arguments is so unacceptable. Like, oh, I'm so sorry for trying to do a nice thing for you. Like, oh, yeah, I just... That tone is, like, inexcusable. Like, I've had enough of that. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. And they both have a lot of big feelings going on. Yeah. And he was trying to do a nice thing I don't want you to feel like a guest. I want you to stay unlike my other wives. Yeah. And she's like, you can't just like throw your ex-wives in my face. And he's like, well, that's how I feel. And it's hard because like they are like they've never had a healthy conversation once in their lives. Yeah. No. Like this could be like a legitimate conversation that they probably should have of like, here are my insecurities as a person who has had some relationships not work out before. And like, here are the things that I get insecure about. And they could have that conversation in a way that's not like she's feeling as if he's throwing in her face. Yeah. And also like, maybe Diane doesn't like grand gestures, but it seems like Mr. Peanut Butter is someone who shows his love in that way. But he's done so many of these and she's always like, I don't like this. Well, except... When he supposedly took the D from the Hollywood sign. Yeah. And she got engaged to him and was like, oh, my God, this is the best. Yeah, true. Hmm. So it's a little bit of a mixed signal there. I think it's just like they need to communicate and actually talk about what they want and what they need and what they can offer each other. And they've just never actually done that. Yeah. Like the whole relationship is really built off of her thinking he's hot at that event. Yeah. He took his shirt off. Like that's where it started. Yeah, it's bad. And it seems like now it's kind of too late. Yeah. So Diane brings back the magic eye poster, which Jessica Beale had brought up two episodes ago, last episode? Uh, two episodes two ago. Two episodes ago, yeah. And she says that their marriage is like a magic eye poster. And he goes, oh, I love those things. Mm-hmm. I love how this came back. Like, it's- Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she says, if you squint at it just right, it's the most perfect, beautiful, amazing thing. 
but I'm so tired of squinting. And the way she says this is just heartbreaking. They're having a hard time. Yeah. I've never actually seen what a magic, like, what the hell is a magic eye poster? Remember those, like, I feel like they used to have them in books a lot in the 90s. Like You had to, like, unfocus your eyes a little to see the thing. Oh, I didn't know that's what these were called. Yeah. Horizontally repeating pattern to give an yeah. illusion. I was really never good at those. <laughs> yeah, I have an astigmatism in one eye. Oh, maybe that's why I'm not great. I recently, well, I guess I only recently was told that I had one. So maybe that wasn't my problem as a child. Maybe I was just bad at it. No, you. I don't think you just develop an astigmatism. Like your eyeball doesn't change shape out of nowhere, Lindsay. I think you probably <laughs> always had one and just didn't it realize does, it. It was getting progressively worse. When I first was diagnosed with it, it was like two lenses ago. And then I just got new glasses and it was slightly worse this time. Yeah, but like your prescription might be worse, but I don't think that like... I think your eye changes a little bit over as you age. Like that's how people, when you get that corrective surgery done, it gradually gets less effective. Well, I think, and I think if you have an astigmatism, you're not supposed to get that surgery. Everyone I know who has had LASIK uh-huh. is like, it's the best thing I ever did in my yeah, entire life. Same. However, most of the doctors who perform LASIK have glasses. Why is that? <laughs> I just want to know. As you get older, you usually need reading glasses. With it. Let's see. This says LASIKMD.com says that you can correct your astigmatism by the laser corrects the curve in your cornea. I think it depends on the astigmatism you have. I don't know. I just think like the complications from LASIK that can happen are like really bad. They're scary sounding. If you got LASIK, it is either the best decision you ever made or the worst. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone having a terrible experience, but it like, I don't know. It can happen for sure. It happens. Yeah. And I'm too afraid. (laughs) Like anyone who's had it that Mm -hmm. loves it, I'm happy for them. Yeah. But it's so scary sounds like it's not for you (laughs) it's not for me like i'll just deal i'll just wear contacts and glasses yeah it's fine fine. i'll survive yeah my vision's not that bad so then we get bojack is sitting out by his pool reading the script for filbert and he gets a call from hollyhock Mm -hmm. and she's talking to henrietta yeah she figured out from her dads they did not tell her but they have a secret dad language that she it's so easy to sort out and she knows exactly what they're saying mm-hmm. yes are we supposed to be able to tell what the dads are saying or is it just like funny that she would obviously know because she's lived with them forever i mean i was reading the bojack wiki and it was like what did it say something about like they just add they add itag in the middle of their words so like they initially at the very beginning i could understand them but then it was going too fast and i lost it I was like, I feel like I should know what they're saying. Yeah. But I didn't. Does it say on the wiki what they were saying? Not that I saw, but they just added a tag in the middle. So I don't know if anyone listened. At the beginning, it was something like, what should we do? Or like, what do you think we should do? Or something. And then I lost it. Oh, yeah. What they're saying is, what do you guys think? Hollyhock's still frail. Guys, let's just tell him what he wants to hear. So they were not going to tell her. And they did not. But she can clearly tell what they're saying because she's been around the dad language for long enough. And she is at the airport. She is going to go visit Henrietta in Minneapolis. Yeah. And then she goes on a long rant about the fruit cup in that she bought at the airport and how it's got a lot of honeydew in it. And then she they paid have this, $10. <laughs> yeah. They have this nice moment where they're like bonding about how terrible honeydew is. And it is. <laughs> yeah. Famously. So we love that. Bojack apologizes for not taking better care of Hollyhock. <laughs> and she says it wasn't all bad. Yeah. 
And then she basically is like, you know, I always said I didn't need another dad. And he's a little bit like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then she says, but I've never had a brother before. And he smiles. Yeah. What I liked is right before that, he's like, I should have protected you. I wanted to be a good dad. She's like, you weren't my dad at all. And he's like, well, but is there anything I can do? Upgrade your seat? Send you better fruit? And I just thought that was very sweet. I wanted <laughs> to talk about yeah. send you better fruit part. I thought it was very cute. But yeah, so Bojack has a sister. Yeah. And the season's oh. over. Yeah. So we started off with Mystery Horse Girl and now Bojack's got a sister. And we fully know who the Mystery Horse Girl is. Yeah. What a dream. Such a dream. We only have two pieces of feedback for this week and they're not specific to this episode <laughs> okay that's fine yeah so this is from bradley who says vincent adult man is different from kevin because they have different amounts of freckles so it can't just be two kids stacked underneath a trench coat he just likes doing business transactions and buying an alcohol another popular fan theory is that bojack is an unreliable unreliable narrator and can't move on from princess carolyn so he sees princess carolyn's new boyfriend as someone too young or someone who has problems but i think he's just an adult doing business at the stock market <laughs> no absolutely not yeah so thank you Stop bradley <laughs> thank you bradley but respectfully shut up <laughs> <laughs> okay well on Twitter, obviously, as I mentioned at the top, we got a bunch of people, Spotify wrapped, and if you have not sent us it yet, but we're in your top or your most bingeable or whatever, send it our way. We love validation. The only Twitter feedback we got on this episode was Sarah said that hopeful smile at the end just kills me. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, I like it a lot. It is creepy, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's troubling. It is definitely troubling. We're just not used to it. It's very unfamiliar. Yeah, we're we're like, what? That's not a smile. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, so if you want to provide any feedback on holiday stuff, end of year stuff, whatever, you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet at us at bojackhorsepod and also leave us a five-star review. It's a really easy way to help other people find the podcast. And you know, we're heading into our second year. We don't we don't want that sophomore slump. So right. we'd really appreciate if you would help share it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think people should like view the next two episodes as like opportunities to write in with non-specific questions. Yeah. Tangents even. Absolutely. Literally, you could just ask us questions about anything and we'll answer them. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, Lindsay, do you have anything else about BoJack season four? I don't think so. Try to come up with some stuff for our retrospective. We did it. We did it. Congratulations to you. Congratulations. This is a huge accomplishment in the show Bojack Horseman. If you want to hear more from us, you can hear Lindsay on the Simpsons Then and Now podcast. Mm -hmm. As well, are there any other guest appearances recently, Lindsay, for you? Uh, I don't think so. Nothing on the horizon. That's fine. Well, if you have a podcast, you should book Lindsay. Um, <laughs> she's great. She's a great guest. You would be lucky to have her. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. You can listen to me talk about Riverdale with Frail Mary over on Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K. And you can watch me stream on twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What once I fix my computer, which is currently <laughs> essentially a paperweight, but it will get fixed. It will be fine. But yeah, so we will be back next week to talk about the holidays and other such nonsense yeah so we'll see you next time bye